Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom but like every one of the super states that preceded it it has one iron rule logic is an enemy and truth is a menace any state any entity any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity the rights of man that state is obsolete a case to be filed under m for mankind in the twilight zone
good morning, everybody. Now we're cut over running on the Pete Santilli Show channel. Deb Jordan is uh, strapped into the seat right now, and I have held over. Uh, we had uh, not just some uh, technical glitches. I'm literally doing some juggling this morning that uh, uh, some unavoidable situations. We had one computer crash, um, and... Uh, we don't have our uh, our board operator this morning. That's gonna because as soon as I put uh, 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 as soon as I put um, Deb on the screen, she's gonna say, "Why is my camera?" Right, right. Yeah. Like when I do that, right there. Yeah, and actually open up your microphone like that. Yeah. Okay. So we're just gonna deal with it. I want to say hello and good morning to you. <laughs> say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Okay. How are you? Now I'm going to go quickly. Yeah. If you don't mind, pay attention because you've been working in the trenches doing some deep research here mm -hmm. on the topic at hand. I'm bringing Craig back because this is, listen, historically, um, it's it's an important moment. I mean, this is much bigger, um, uh, Craig Winklewitz, than well, just a Tucker Carlson interview. Here, you play with that button and I'm, I'm going to talk to it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, th that empty board operator seat's going to be fixed today. All right. Yeah. But Craig Winklewitz, um, this is way bigger than Tucker Carlson. Vladimir Putin and World War Stupid and our arrival upon this moment in time where uh, potentially somebody makes a wrong move. I already know as a uh, Cold War veteran that understands that the you know peace through strength, force and readiness, mutually assured destruction was a very stable time between Gorbachev and Reagan. There were powerful uh, world order forces that were shaping up, right? And it emerged through that conflict, whether it be fake or real. Uh, it was a conflict, right? There was a there was a battle. People were making money on both sides. Um. But, but where we're at right now is a very destabilizing effect when you get three different types of forces pulling on the duffel bags full of trillions of dollars, all right? You got an entity that Maoist, you know, Stalinist communists want to realign their entire economic forces, as they did before. Remember the families that set up the shipping uh, um, routes for intercontinental uh, trade, they had monopolistic control of that entire mechanism. The major families of the world that controlled all the money, controlled all the shipping, controlled all the trade, controlled, you know, whether or not there were emerging countries and impoverished countries. They controlled all of that for their benefit. We've gone to war. Both sides have made money on it. Uh, but right now, we probably have three or four different factions globally. Uh, that are pulling on these duffel bags full of trillions of dollars. You know, they want solar panels and electric cars, you know, and they suck at implementation, but they love and are very good at having monopolistic control over the flow of information, right? And money, they do. They don't do a very good job of producing things, but they are great at totalitarian controls, right? The adversary right now, could conceivably, in a war-like theater, uh, if a wrong move is made, we're going to listen to his what's in his brain as to what he's defending. You can't really blame any country that chooses to defend itself from losing 30 million more people, right? You really can't. 
Um, so he will do and say anything that he wants. But Putin's rise to power. I mean, well, let's pick up where we left off. And how much time can I have from you? Um, well, how much time do you need, do you think? Yeah, it's, it's strictly up to you. You're a trader. I'm taking you away. I feel I feel stressed out that I'm taking away from your <laughs> trades. Uh, I'm holding you over because of our technical glitches. But today, yeah. this is a big topic. Big, 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 big topic. Uh, and what Putin will say to the world and how things shape up will impact whether or not a plumber has to send his son and daughter uh, to the war theater. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think the thing... Let me let me add what I can contribute to, right? Which is the financial side of it. And I, right now, I look at Putin as a not a problem, right? I mean, he's held his ground. He's he's protected his country. He's protected his resources, right? And he's clearly gone head to head with the powers of the world. Um, there's another clip in there that shows him, his interaction, you know, with every major leader over the last 20 years. And if you guys want to run that when you can, but I just um, need to know what if the not, I just need to know what the clip number is. Just give me the clip. Yeah, I, it was, I think it was clip number three okay. when I, in notion, but the, um, but what's important here is, you know, we try in the, in the, in market ultra this morning, what we tried to show was that, look, we're not trying to shine a good light on Putin, but we're surely not trying to shine a bad light on him either. Right. He, you know, he took the measures that needed to be taken, you know, as far as I can tell. Doesn't mean we always have to like them. You know, being a leader isn't always easy, okay? The, you know, we saw, what we tried to do is explain how Putin got into power, right, by way of Yeltsin. And Yeltsin needed someone that he knew wasn't going to let Mother Russia, right, let Russia, the cultural values, all the things about Russia that were going to fall, fall, right? So therefore came Putin. I think Putin played his cards respectfully again we can disagree with some of the things he's done that's fine but you got to look at the powers that he's come up against right you know look at what obama did to him you know through that whole era you know and you can speak to this pete you know in your show that obama put a lot of pressures on putin in terms of locating missile defense systems and other things you know pointed right at russia you know in poland and turkey all these different places right that didn't look good. How would we like that if that was put on our southern border? You know, Cuba again or Mexico or we wouldn't tolerate it. So the Deb did some great work last night putting together the financial side. Maybe we can pick up with this tomorrow after the interview. Might lose a little bit bit of its luster, but we can see what they're doing with Ukraine. The war's officially not even over in Ukraine and the financial, you know, vultures are already moving in on Ukraine, right? Before the war's even over. And that's what would have happened to Russia, right? We saw with Hermitage Capital, they were positioned to be that Trojan horse into Russia and into Russia's resources. Mm. So the way I look at it, you know, I was always raised, oh, Putin, what a bad guy. My fa whole family, oh, that guy, he's an animal. He's a crook. He's a this, he's that. But they haven't done the research because I've talked to them. None of them know anything we've talked about this morning, Pete, in terms of, you know, the illegal wire transfer, right? Hermitage Capital, you know, Sergei Magnitsky, um, you know, uh, Berezovsky, right? You know, the media oligarchs that got involved. None of them know any of that, right? So they've been propagandized. And, and there's no one will change my mind until I hear them show up with real hist historical research that they that they even know what they're talking about. So that was our goal today was to point out who Putin is from a realistic standpoint. Take the facts, take the things that put him in power, look at it, assess it. 
And in, in the end, right, what we're all fighting for here is our cultural values, right? And yeah. how can we fault Russia for fighting for its cultural values, right? They've got a long tradition right. history. Who can fault them for fighting for that? I yeah, can't. Yeah. And, and, and I respect what, it. Yeah, respect it. And also, also with that, we have to take pause and recognize the following, okay? Um, there's a force that wants you oppositional to it and don't want you to sympathize with the other side. That's another element there. And, and then there is the lies and propaganda that come from the other side. And that's why some of the people on our side are saying, don't listen to him. It's all bullshit, right? And uh, there's a lot of truth in that as well. That, that the whole left-right paradigm, east-west, is pretty much manufactured. There's a lot of people that are compartmentalized that don't realize what's happening to them. They're just forces that are advancing what they think is, you know, you got to get everybody energized in a Saul Alinsky-styled method. You have to have energy to get up and go to work every day, believing that you're doing something that is for the betterment of mankind. They're not going to tell you that some freaking Rothschild's just lying to you, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that Reuters and, and AP News is run by the freaking uh, the banksters of the Rothschilds and and uh, they're literally running a propaganda outlet at the top end of the media. And right? the Safra, we just added the Safra banking right. family, which I'm sure few to, to maybe none have even heard of, right? The yeah. Safra family. Yes. You know, look these people up. Look these people up. So our goal is not to propagandize or bias anybody here, right? right. Our goal is to bring the facts to the table so that when you when the when the audience watches that interview tonight with Tucker, they're armed to make their own decision, right? But don't let the propaganda, don't let the the people not show you the history yeah. and walk you through the history timeline because then you're going to be propagandized and you're going to make a bad assumption. Don't, we're not trying to make your assumptions for you. We're just trying to give you the ammo to make the no, best possible is, assumption. On but your own. is what I said true? That as an example, we found out that in Iraq, when everybody was sitting there watching the toppling of the Saddam Hussein statue in the middle of Tahrir Square, uh, and everybody was cheering it on, there was a wrecking ball thing, that that entire thing was manufactured by a PR outlet <laughs> that was paid by the Pentagon. It was all a yeah. fake, a fraud, and a lie. It was literally a print. You could watch Mickey Mouse uh, cartoons animated, uh, and it has it is more truthfulness in that presentation than there was in that that you know that wartime propaganda piece uh, that everybody was like, oh, the downfall of Saddam Hussein. It was all manufactured. We now know that. So is it true that there are very powerful forces at the upper echelon, the, the, the global royal elite, the select few families, including the Safras, that have created this east, west, left, right? Because through that conflict that they manufacture, what is synthesized out of it is wealth for them. Well, and I can sum that up and say yes, and the way I can say that is because the devil is the master of confusion, mm -hmm. right? And that's yeah. what they want, right? These that's people, exactly these right. empty vessels that work for the devil, right? Right. That's what they're doing. They're creating confusion. So whether it's black, white, east, west, north, south, you know, right. Israel, Jew, it doesn't matter, right? We're all people, yes. you know, and we, when we stand for our cultural values, right? And so you said earlier this week, Pete, you know, where's the testosterone? Well, Donald Trump has testosterone. You may yes. like it, you may not like it, but he has testosterone. Vladimir Putin 
has testosterone. You may like it, you may not like it. Ronald Reagan had testosterone. You may like it, you may not like it, but these are men that have testosterone. They take stands and they're strong and they're powerful and they they voice their words quite well. Look, I have respect for Vladimir Putin. I don't know the man, but I have studied him to some degree. And, you know, I just, I don't want to see us. We need him, just like we needed him in World War II. Remember, he took the hit. Well, he didn't, but Russia took the hit of 25 plus million soldiers. We took the hit of 300,000. Yet we became the banking empire that refinanced all of Europe through the Marshall Plan, right? So Russia got none of that, right? We got all the benefit of it, but they lost 25 million people. Put that on your weight scale and balance that out, right? Mm-hmm. Just think about that for a second. Think about, they, they've been screwed. Russia's been screwed for a long time because George Patton knew, he knew he needed to continue to march east in World War II. He knew there was something up. And the point is, that's when the Cold War started. If they would have let Patton finish the job, we wouldn't have had the Cold War. Because they shut down Patton, the Cold War continued, and then we saw North Korea, South Korea, Vietnam, right? You can just see the cascading effect all the way down through there. That, that's my take on it, Pete. And uh, have you ever seen my Ukraine documentary? Um, I don't think I have. All right. But if I'm going to watch it. If there's any way. Uh, Deb Jordan. Yes. Did I just call you Deb Jordan? You did. That's okay. Do you, do, you, do you find me to be less of a man by not being able to remember your, what you're, <laughs> what I tackled you to be? No. No. Okay. Not even a little. I'm going to, uh, we have important stuff coming out of Israel. We have an interview there. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this clip and we're going to go to Ukraine Ground Zero. And that's going to mm. be the center of focus. All right. That's because a lot of people haven't seen that. Uh, I know the 2013-2014 mark, what led up to that, right? We have to have, continue to have the discussion, right? To understand what led up to that. 2013-2014 was literally ground zero for the CIA's coup upon where? America. And they did it through the Ukraine. The Russia collusion thing came out of the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The Ukrainian yeah. intel yeah. services. So we're going to play that documentary right after this clip. Stay with me. Yeah. Here we go. What? Go ahead. Yeah, well, one thing, if you can, let Deb go through some of the financial stuff that's occurring in Ukraine. She did some great work on that last night. And I think that tells you where these globalists and where these oligarchs right, yeah. will go if mm-hmm. we don't stop them. Yep. Right? That's I think right. it shows exactly where they would go if we don't stop them. That's right. Here it is. Yeah. power based on your digital social profile it's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account you need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets be very straightforward and trustworthy i was able to um, get a sense of his soul i wouldn't have invited him to my ranch if i didn't trust him part that Russia has played in the international community since the 11th of September has been remarkable. I mean, we have cooperation today that would have been really unthinkable just a short time ago. The very friendly cooperation between Russia and Germany, which was probably not so good as it is now, is trust. I am confident that this new level of cooperation between NATO's members and Russia will now change the world and for the better. Поэтому 
Предлагаю с этого момента штаб-квартиру НАТО переименовать в Дом Советов. Думаю, что это неплохое предложение. Russian heavy guns were firing at Georgian positions inside Georgia. Buildings are burning from the last airstrike and people are warning that the Russian Air Force may soon be back. I brought with me today a, a big delegation of British business, all with an interest in expanding their trade with Russia. We seek a significant and sensible approach to economic development across our continent, and to that end we'll now be closely interconnected for decades to come. J'ai trouvé un homme très au fait de ses dossiers. Très calme, très intelligent. I am aware of the extraordinary work that you've done uh, on behalf of the Russian people. Breaking news from Ukraine. Overnight, armed men seize control of two government buildings as Putin announces he's sending troops. Many of Putin's critics have mysteriously become ill or died. The inherent vicious political assassination of one of President Vladimir Putin's most outspoken critics. A new report about Russian interference in the presidential election. Next, a look at how strong the evidence is that points to the Putin government. Former Russian spy is in a critical condition in hospital. Investigators suspect the Kremlin could be behind the incident in Salisbury on Sunday. He says great things about me. I'm going to say great things about him. He's been a leader far more than our president has been a leader. We Wouldn't it be great if we actually got along with Russia? Am I wrong in saying that? Wouldn't it be great? I believe that President Putin really feels, and he feels strongly, that he did not meddle in our election. He's not going into Ukraine, okay? Just so you understand. He's not going to go into Ukraine. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, everybody pause. Uh, listen, there's Oliver Stone. There's Lee Stranahan. Okay. Lee Stranahan has studied. There we go. Uh, and, and I have to give him a lot of the credit um, for, for what is contained uh, in this documentary that you're about to see. It's, a, it's not a long, it's a little mini documentary. All right. But do I or do I not know what is what has been going on in the Ukraine? Yes or no? You do. Yeah. And you have. Well, you know, we've been Ukraine has been a mess. It right? has to do with Russia. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what I do now, it has yeah. Ukraine has been a mess. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is no. Mm. That's, yeah. I really don't. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Without further ado, we're just going to continue on here. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 35 35 minutes here. I'm going to play that. In 2000. 
2013, the American public has been systematically lied to about the overthrow of the Ukraine government by the Obama administration, CIA, and Hillary Clinton's U.S. State Department. But the truth has always been in plain sight since 2013. The Ukraine corruption we've recently heard President Trump and President Zelensky speak of eradicating was in fact manufactured and fueled by the Obama administration and the CIA. After seeing this video, any reasonable person would conclude that the entire impeachment proceedings against President Trump is a continuation of the ongoing CIA operations in Ukraine. And it was in fact initiated to cover up the corruption that deep state Democrats have benefited from for over seven years. Ukraine has been their piggy bank. And despite every attempt to influence the 2016 election, they absolutely panicked when Trump got elected. There can be no doubt that Ukraine became the Obama administration's ground zero for money laundering, war profiteering, IMF banksterism, and an illegal funnel of Democrat influence and campaign contributions totaling tens of millions of dollars. This is not a conspiracy theory. Rudy Giuliani and OAN just completed an investigation that produced documentary and testimonial facts that will likely bring criminal indictments in the very near future. That is, if the FBI decides to shift gears and stop covering up for the deep state. In this video, we're going to provide you with compelling evidence that the crimes against humanity committed in Kiev in 2013 were in fact not only committed by the coalition government installed by the Obama administration, but officials in the EU and the United States knew full well who committed these crimes, and they were in fact encouraging, protecting, financially supporting, and actually building the corrupt criminal enterprise in the Ukraine that exists today. To fully understand what initiated the telephone call in July of 2019 between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky, which of course prompted the recent impeachment inquiry, Americans must fully understand the sequence of events which took place prior to the election of Ukrainian President Zelensky, dating back to at least 2013. Like Trump, Zelensky was elected by the Ukrainian people to drain the swamp of corruption in the Ukraine. What they both shared in common is that the very same swamp monsters who corrupted the United States are the ones who built and to this day control the deep state of corruption in the Ukraine. Let's go back in time to December 2013. On November 24, 2013, protests began in Kyiv. Reports circulated worldwide, and we reported extensively on information provided by our sources that tractor trailers full of tires were being delivered to the Maidan in Kyiv. The CIA knows full well that burning tires, black smoke, and tens of thousands of protesters make for a very dramatic imagery for media propagandists who are on their payroll. Local Ukrainians were very cognizant that the United States, through the CIA, was attempting to destabilize and ultimately overthrow the current regime because the then-Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych, had refused to accept the European Union's proposed load of billions of dollars of IMF loans upon the Ukrainian citizens. Essentially, the proposal was debt enslavement. At the time Ukraine was negotiating with the United States to get out of economic hot water, Yanukovych was also talking to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who at the time offered a much better deal of $15 billion, interest-free and without having to pay back the loan, in exchange for gas discounts and distribution deals. Under the Russian proposal, the Ukraine would remain sovereign without debt and they would maintain control of their natural resources. The United States was furious. Returning from Ukraine after an unsuccessful five-week trip to Kyiv, on December 13, 2013, right in front of a Chevron banner, Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland gave a report to her corporate masters at the U.S.-Ukraine Foundation. 
During her speech, Newland admitted that the United States had spent nearly $5 billion to subvert the Ukraine. Since Ukraine's independence in 1991, the United States has supported Ukrainians as they build democratic skills and institutions, as they promote civic participation and good governance, all of which are preconditions for Ukraine to achieve its European aspirations. We've invested over $5 billion to assist Ukraine in these and other goals that will ensure a secure and prosperous and democratic Ukraine. She not only admitted to what all Americans now know is called a quid pro quo, Good governance, all of which are preconditions for Ukraine to achieve its European... Yeah, you know, this This is what I'll say. It may sound controversial, uh, but tell me if you disagree with this, mm. ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Each of you are, uh, you're likely parents or grandparents, okay? Uh, I believe uh, that instead of, let's say, let's say Russia... And Vladimir Putin is the boogeyman mm -hmm. that mm. they say he is, right? So uh -huh. he's the boogeyman. And and he is the adversary. And they're going to convince you to take your sons, daughters, uh, your grandchildren, and, and put them in uniform and go send them to the meat grinder. Just like they just expended 600,000 Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. Almost a genocidal attempt without any regard for life whatsoever for their profit. They, uh -huh. they literally, while that, while all of those explosions were happening, they right. had their counterparts known as BlackRock, Vanguard, all the big banks. They were in there already cutting deals on how to rebuild what they just destroyed. Yeah. Okay. And at the expense of human beings. And they keep doing I, it over and over again. And they again, keep too. doing it over and over again. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I, whether I like Vladimir Putin or not. We have to accept the fact that in this, whether it be real or not, that uh -huh. he is the adversary. If he were to push the button and fire a missile at somebody, it should not be your son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson. I believe uh -huh. it should be at that slob, Victoria Newland. Uh -huh. he, should, he should literally launch whatever weapons that he has that... They're okay if if he launches weapons at your grandchildren. Sure. But it's controversial to say that I think mm -hmm. he should fire the missile. Because you know what? If you fire, if Vladimir Putin takes a very expensive missile, right, and fires it at a freaking uh, chihuahua, hmm. what, what geopolitical benefit is he going to get from firing an expensive weapon at a dog that mm -hmm. all he does is poops and eats, right? Yeah. You know, that's like humans. But... If he were to save humanity, I mean, literally, if he fired that expensive missile at Victoria Nolan, millions of lives can can be saved potentially. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? The, tar the targeting that Vladimir Putin should be doing is the 10 square miles in D.C. If, if he said, I'm going to take this expensive missile and instead of firing it at a bunch of chihuahuas, okay, out in the middle of a freaking dirt field... Mm. Uh, I'm going to actually uh, do better targeting hmm. and I'm going to hit uh, Joe Biden and, and his freaking White House. OK, because that guy right there is so out of control that if I take that guy out, we could potentially save millions of lives on behalf of all humanity. I'm calling upon both sides to retarget your efforts. Stop using we human beings, rank and file people at the front lines of your freaking scam.
Stop it. Fire the weapons at those that are causing the most harm. Her husband, his name is Robert Kagan, and he called for a Pearl Harbor-styled event right beside George Bush, right beside uh, Dick Cheney, right beside all of those people, the Bushes, the Cheneys, and he did so at the end of the 90s uh, as a Mm -hmm. senior fellow for the Brookings Institute, all right? Yeah. And he said, we need a Pearl Harbor style event in order to usher in the new world order. Right. And what mm-hmm. happened? 9-11 happened. And guess what happened shortly thereafter? The Patriot Act. And guess what happened after that? Billions, if not billions and bi- tens of billions of dollars were spent because of his Pearl Harbor style event on a technocracy by the United States to go get brown people in the desert. And what did they do in the end? They weaponized it and are now pointing it towards the American people. Fire your missile at Robert Kagan, Vladimir Putin, or whoever it is that's firing (laughs) missiles. Take out Robert Kagan. Take out Dick Cheney. Take Mm. out Liz Cheney. Take them out and save humanity. Take out the Bush family. Hmm. Well, disgusting, filthy, freaking totalitarian oligarchs. Fire your expensive weapons where it counts the most. Mm. And I don't even need to like or dislike you. I just know that you have an expensive missile and I'd like to use it where it counts. Please. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, Nikki Haley says in the last couple of days, oh, my, oh God. my gosh, what would President Reagan think about, uh, you know, Donald Trump being friendly and saying nice things about Putin. Uh, That was the gist of her post that she that she just threw out there without thinking. And everybody knows that Ronald Reagan had a great relationship with Gorbachev. He did. And it was what did they call that strength through peace through strength through strength. Yeah, he treated him uh like a formidable adversary, of course he did, but he also sat down and, and talked to him and had a one-on-one communication with him. So much so that Ronald Reagan said, uh, you know, we we have become friends, right? And Ronald Reagan, they got to the point during their talks where they trust one another. And Gorbachev, of course, ended up taking down the wall, which flooded the world with communism. But uh, but still, for her to put that out there without even knowing the history of Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev and, and Russia overall, I just thought was pretty telling about how stupid she is, right? The thing that Donald Trump does with Putin is something that has been done uh, since the beginning of time. He plays the Putin's ego. He has a huge ego, if in case anyone hasn't noticed. Um, he calls him a great adversary. He calls him somebody, you know, he never belittles him. Uh, and to the point where he says, you know, like he did, like he did uh, China, right? <laughs> and Korea. Uh, but he says, you know, that Putin is a bad guy. He calls him a bad guy. And uh, and he says he needs to be dealt with, of course. But they deal with one another on a level 
on a level field. The thing that's happening in the United States right now, Pete, as Craig uh, said, it's, it's all about the money. It's always been about who's going to make money, who's going to get the contracts to rebuild Ukraine. They've, there is a massive network, financial network out there right now. BlackRock is heading it, of course. And um, they, they were named the managers of rebuilding uh, Ukraine. Even the Clinton Foundation has started a new organization where they are doing all of the humanitarian, well, not all of it, but they're doing humanitarian aid. They're at the front of that, the Clinton Foundation. All of these, uh, who knows how much the military industrial complex has wrapped up in this. And it's not just the United States. It's the it's the EU, too. It's Europe, too. They, they're all they're rebuilding already and in the middle of what they're calling a war. Not only are we spending and raising billions of dollars in the background and spending billions of dollars to build Ukraine. Now they're I mean, we're up into the hundreds of billions of dollars, um, hundreds of billions of dollars warring Russia. Right, right in the middle of rebuilding, and it makes it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you guys look to see, just do a Google search about who is building Ukraine, and you will be shocked at the money and the foundations and the military industrial complex all over the world. All of them are pouring back into Ukraine. So when you look at it, you just go, Well, this had to be the plan all along, Ukraine needed and it's all green technology it is the test bed for how green everyone can go and donald trump got in the middle of that that he he put a stop to that there was a halt because he had a and and you know as well as i do that putin had to be seeing this happening too and it threatened not only his country it wasn't just about nato is what i'm getting to it wasn't just about nato being you know, coming into Ukraine or being yeah. on the border. It was about them destroying Russia and their oil and, you know, I mean, the, their energy, what keeps Russia going and the United States going. So Putin and uh, Trump had a, they had a common bond there, right? Because at the same time, these same, these same uh, climate change activists and these globalists, are trying to do the same thing to the United States of America. And in walks Trump, and Trump puts a stop to it all. He puts a stop to it. Putin puts a stop to it, right? Putin says, I'm not going to invade Ukraine as long as Donald Trump keeps his word and doesn't proceed with this, uh, with this plan that they have to rebuild Ukraine as the gr- new green model of the world, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and... Let me let me continue on, hopefully without much interruption, <laughs> if that's even possible. Mm. And aspirations. Newland makes it very clear that Vice President Joe Biden was pressuring Ukraine 
as he had done over the course of 13 visits to the country. As Vice President Biden said in remarks last night, President Yanukovych has a choice. He can choose the path that leads uh, to division and isolation, or he can take a leap and take immediate, tangible steps to defuse his country's crisis and start a genuine dialogue with the opposition and agree on a path that returns Ukraine to economic and political health. As most Americans now know, it would not be the first and last time Joe Biden committed bribery with the Ukraine. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Lutsenko inherits the highest legal office in the land. One problem. Lutsenko has zero legal training. To this appointment, Joe Biden expressed approval. Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. We also need to understand who Victoria Newland is by taking a look at who her husband is. His name is Robert Kagan. Robert Kagan is the co-founder of PNAC, a neoconservative think tank which detailed a plan to establish a presidential dictatorship using a fabricated, quote, Pearl Harbor-like incident as justification. PNAC members such as Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Paul Wolfowitz, Jeb Bush, Richard Pearl, John Bolton, Scooter Libby, Elliot Abrams, Richard Armitage, William Bennett, and William Crystal all discussed an array of different plots and incidents, like, quote, flying airplanes into buildings way back in the 60s. Kagan is also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations and a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, which, thanks partly to the generous donations of China's Huawei Corporation, funds the Lawfare Group, the lawyers disguised as Democrat congressional staffers who are principal architects of the current impeachment hoax. Coincidentally, Kagan left the Republican Party in 2016 due to what he described Donald Trump as a fascist and endorsed Hillary Clinton. An investigation by former Congressman Steve Stockman and also verified and reported in Newsweek magazine revealed that between 2009 and 2013, Ukrainian oligarch Viktor Pinchuk, Ukraine's fourth richest man and the largest individual contributor to the Clinton Foundation, was allowed to ship steel from his Ukrainian company, Interpipe, to Iran in violation of Iran sanctions. The person in charge of allowing Interpipe to contravene U.S. sanctions against Iran was Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. So let's recap our timeline. Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, wife of Robert Kagan, was assigned by Hillary Clinton to Ukraine as Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs and sworn in September 18, 2013. Newland worked right next to CIA agent Eric Ciaramella, who presumably helped arrange for black op mercenaries, snipers, and tractor trailers full of 
tires to be delivered to the Maidan and set ablaze. Of course, this was Plan B after Newland failed to secure IMF loans on behalf of her friends over at the CFR, PNAC, and Brookings Institution. November 24, 2013. The CIA coup was kicked off on the Maidan for the entire world to see with burning tires, black smoke, and hundreds of thousands of protesters fighting for their freedom. Freedom to accept billions of dollars of IMF debt and surrender control of their natural resources wealth through Burisma. On December 13, 2013, Newland scrambled back to D.C. to report back to her globalist friends that her and Biden were putting the pressure on Ukraine to align with the EU and accept IMF loans or else. It would be a huge shame to see five years' worth of work and preparation go to waste if the, if the AA is not signed in the near future. So it is time to finish the job. As Vice President Biden said in remarks last night, President Yanukovych has a choice. He can choose the path that leads uh, to division and isolation, or he can take a leap and take immediate, tangible steps to defuse his country's crisis and start a genuine dialogue with the opposition and agree on a path that returns Ukraine to economic and political health. On December 16, 2013, in an obvious fit of panic and desperation because the Ukraine shot down the U.S. proposal to take IMF loans and acceptance into the EU, John McCain visited Kiev. This is about you, no one else. That, that, uh, mm. that son mm. of a bitch right there, if he were alive, I would be uh, literally uh, in his freaking gerbil freaking face. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would be in his face. Yeah, now he was we constantly in Ukraine, constantly stirring up. Stirring. You know, stirring. He was literally. Was, he was. He's on the stage here, standing next to mm-hmm. Nazis. Yes. The Svoboda Party. He, he helped install Nazis uh, in the Ukraine. Yeah. That guy would shoot him in the face right now if he were alive. Yeah. But since he's not, what are they going to do? Are they going to prosecute me for threatening to shoot a dead person? Right? What are they going to do? <laughs> oh, man. Huh? Well, uh, you know, John McCain uh, was... I mean, 600,000 Ukrainians have just been sent to the meat grinder, mm-hmm. obliterated because of this guy right here. Not he only does... him, but let's not forget the Republicans uh, overall. Oh, the, yeah. The Warhawks. Lindsey oh, Graham Lindsey was also Graham, too. Oh, over I can't say anything about Ukraine. what we need to do to Lindsey Graham and Amy Klobuchar. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they had their little funeral party going. Yeah, for sure. Zayat Prawaz, this is about the future you want for your country. This is about the future you deserve. A future in Europe. On December 17th, 2013, Vladimir Putin offered Ukraine financial incentives to stick with Russia by making a $15 billion debt purchase and gas and distribution and discount commitments. Protests continued for two months as Obama administration officials like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, John McCain, Victoria Nuland, and we cannot forget the CIA's Ukraine expert, Eric Ciaramella, set up their coup operations, of course, with the help and encouragement of none other than George Soros. The CIA's propaganda machine and NGO network was queued up to whip up Hollywood-styled viral YouTube videos that, of course, the mainstream media coincidentally featured as evening news war propaganda. 
it seemed a few months ago that you had won, that you, the, the man you wanted out was gone and there was celebration. How would you describe your feelings now with 40,000 troops on your eastern border? I'm uh, extremely worried about uh, my country, about Ukraine, about my people. By the way, the so-called viral video was not an accident. We'll talk about that later. Corporate mercenaries were actually caught on the ground dressed in Ukrainian military uniforms. On my face, on my face, please. Now, this man was caught on camera as a journalist trying to question him. Not just once, but several times. Maybe explode, maybe not, so blow up in situ. Okay. Since 2013, we had many videos posted like this, but of course, YouTube CEO Susan Wachiki deleted our entire 100,000 subscriber channel for, quote, bullying the deep state. And besides, she prefers you watch authoritative news sources presenting viral videos manufactured by the CIA. I digress. On February 20th, all elements of the final phase of the coup in Ukraine were in place. Protests erupted by mid-February. On February 20th, Kiev saw its worst day of violence for decades. Over 100 people were killed in 48 hours. This wasn't an accident either. It was 100% pre-planned, scripted, and insisted upon by Hillary Clinton's State Department. Jubilation on the streets of the Ukrainian capital as protesters took control of Kiev and President Viktor Yanukovych was impeached. On the 20th of February, 2014, on the main street of the Kiev, horrible things happened. And this was a point of no return to Ukraine as we know it. From the very early morning, unidentified shooters opened fire on the protesters and on law enforcement. Tensions were very high, and both sides were furious. President Viktor Yanukovych, special forces of Bearcut, and special security services forces were immediately blamed for the killings. Angry crowds of protesters began to attack the police. The first official government investigation started. Investigators accused special forces of Bearcut, Viktor Yanukovych, President Putin's assistant Vladislav Surkov and Russian Spetsnaz. All the accusations were lacking one thing, evidence. Someone who has been gathering this evidence is Professor Ivan Kachanovsky from the University of Ottawa in Canada. Professor Kachanovsky kept investigating the events of the Maidan massacre during the last five years. In his extensive scientific research, based on a cross-examination of the video and audio files throughout the timeline of the shooting, he got much further in his investigation than all of the official teams together. This was quite unprecedented to have so many television cameras, basically, so many journalists following and witnessing such a mass killing. On mostly all television networks in the United States, in Canada, Ukraine, Germany, Poland, all different countries, with exception of Russia, it was presented basically as evidence that this was massacre by police. Here, police fire on protesters with AK-47s and sniper rifles. 
During the five years of official investigation of the Maidan massacre, very important facts were completely ignored. Snipers were located in buildings under the control of protesters. During the investigation, Professor Kochanowski discovered even more horrifying facts. And only recently, actually, I found a footage which was filmed by this Belgian television from Hotel Ukraine. This video shows they were walking to the spot of the massacre. They were not walking just on their own. They were led by two other protesters who were very loudly calling them to this site. No reason to go there. And they were specifically called into this massacre spot. Victims were escorted to the places it was planned for them to be killed and filmed. In Professor Kuchinovsky's investigation that was based on scientifically organized analysis of all available video and audio recordings, he reached a conclusion. The Maidan massacre was key in a plan of an ongoing coup d'etat, and killings were planned in advance. There were two interviews published in the recent book by a Ukrainian pro-Maidan journalist. And in this book, they produced interviews of two far-right leaders of Ukraine. One was head of Svoboda party, and another was the deputy head of the parliament of Ukraine at the time of Maidan massacre, who was also one of the leaders of this far-right Svoboda party. And they and Maidan leaders met with some senior Western officials. And this Western official told them basically that killings of a few protesters is not enough for Western government to change support. They said specifically, end of recognition of Yanukovych government basically would change only if number of victims would be 100. The Western government policy changed immediately after Maidan massacre. Not an accident, because you have exactly 100 people who were killed. Thanks to the CIA's meticulous scripting, the world was shocked by video footage of snipers firing on protesters in Kyiv, Ukraine, and it was widely assumed that President Viktor Yanukovych and his supporters were behind the attacks. Modern-day conspiracy theorists have a term for this. It's called a CIA false flag. Look it up. They've been really good at it over the years, but then again, we've been pretty good at exposing them, which is exactly why YouTube CEO has disconnected us from millions of people around the world. For example, we can't forget the phone conversation we published to millions of viewers on our YouTube channel between EU foreign policy chief Kathy Ashton and Estonia's foreign minister Gudemis Payet, which was leaked to the public on March 5th, 2014 revealing that the snipers were actually from the new coalition government and that Western diplomats knew this and covered it up. Yeah. yeah so that he has some sort of, how to say, trust among all these Maidan people and, and civil society. And second, what was quite disturbing, the same Olga told that, well, all the evidence shows uh, that people who were killed by snipers from both sides, among policemen and, and people from the streets, that they were the same snipers killing people from both sides. Well, that's, yeah. That's. So that, and then she also showed me some photos. Uh, she said that has medical doctor, she can, you know, say that it is the same, same handwriting, the same type of bullets. And it's really disturbing that now the new, uh, new coalition that they don't want to investigate. 
what exactly happened. So that there is now stronger and stronger understanding that behind snipers, they were, it was not Yanukovych, but it was somebody from the new coalition. For some reason, the U.S. media didn't think that little detail was worth covering. And unfortunately, YouTube considers our work exposing the deep state as bullying. Oh, wait. We were also told the opposition protesters were just peaceful activists who wanted a chance to join the European Union. That was the official narrative that the U.S. media outlets were peddling. But the real story we broadcast to the world back in 2014 is far more ominous. It turns out that the most powerful and influential contingent in the opposition was a coalition of literal fascists and neo-Nazis. And they aren't peaceful. In fact, they're extremely brutal. The most prominent among these extremist groups is an organization called Svoboda. The Svoboda Party, which traces its roots to the Ukrainian Partisan Party in World War II, was loosely allied with Nazi Germany. Until 2014, Svoboda had been called the Socialist Nationalist Party, a deliberate reference to the nationalist socialism of the Nazis. And we're not throwing the term neo-Nazi around here as an empty slur. The leader of Svoboda, Ole Tanibuk, has openly targeted Jews and ethnic Russians in Ukraine for many years. In 2004, he was kicked out of Viktor Yushchenko's government for a speech calling for Ukrainians to fight against the, quote, Muscovite Jewish Mafia. And in 2005, he signed his name to an open letter to the leadership of Ukraine entitled, Stop the Criminal Activities of Organized Jewelry. And none of this was a secret. It was right out in the open. The BBC was reporting on the danger that Svoboda's rise posed back in 2012, and the EU passed a resolution that same year condemning Svoboda as, quote, racist, anti-Semitic, and xenophobic. Yet somehow the U.S. government thought it was appropriate to officially back these extremists. This is a picture of Victoria Nuland from the U.S. State Department meeting with Oli Tanibuk in February 2014. And this is a picture of Senator John McCain sharing a stage with Tony Book in December 2013. Why would the U.S. government work with the neo-Nazis? Because they thought they could control the situation. It's kind of like why the corrupt FBI uses informants and spies who have drug addiction problems or criminal charges hanging over their head. The CIA thought they could install their puppets behind the scenes, sell them guns, funny laundered money to their operations, and manipulate the situation in their favor. That same Victoria Nuland who met with Svoboda in February 2014 was caught on another leaked call discussing which corrupt cronies on their payroll they would put in power. What do you think? Uh, I think we're in play. Um, the the uh, Klitschko piece is obviously the complicated electron here, um, especially the announcement of him as deputy prime minister. And, and you've seen some of my notes on the troubles in the marriage right now. So we're trying to get a read really fast on where he is on this stuff. But I think your argument to him, which you'll need to make, I think that's the next phone call we want to set up, is exactly the one you made to, to Yacht. And I, I'm glad you sort of put him on the spot on where he fits in this scenario. And I'm very glad he said what he said in response. Good. So uh, I don't think Cleach should go into the government. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you think uh, in terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and do his political homework and stuff. I'm just thinking in terms of sort of the process moving ahead, we want to keep the moderate Democrats together. The problem is going to be Tony Boke and his guys. 
And, you know, I'm sure that's part of what Yanukovych is calculating on all of this. Um, I, I, kinda... I, I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's, he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tani Book on the outside. He needs to be talking to them four times a week, you know. I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatsenyuk. It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, I think that's right. The mainstream media tried to draw your attention away from the most important part of the conversation by focusing on the fact that she used a cuss word when referring to the EU. But wait, didn't Victoria Nuland admit that she set, quote, preconditions for the Ukraine to pursue utopia through their European aspirations after giving them $5 billion? As they promote civic participation and good governance, all of which are preconditions for Ukraine to achieve its European aspirations. Thank God Newland and Eric Ciaramella have access to CIA news media teleprompters because Americans and Ukrainians might actually hear her talking out of seven sides of her mouth. On a very serious note, the U.S. government thought they could control this beast as they affected a coup, but they were wrong. Svoboda and the right sector are not toys to be played with. These groups are heavily armed, they're forceful, and they viewed the manufactured crisis in 2013 and 2014 as an opportunity to reshape Ukraine in their own image. This video shows a prominent leader from the right sector, Alexander Mashiko, brandishing an AK-47 in Parliament, letting them know who's in charge. This is the same Alexander Mashiko who has made public statements in the past vowing to, quote, fight against Jews, communists, and Russian scum for as long as he lives. Apparently, the U.S. government has been a little slow to catch on to the fact that their hand has been fully exposed. In March of 2014, a senior U.S. official told Reuters that, quote, since entering the Ukrainian parliament in October of 2012, the Svoboda leadership has been working to take their party in a more moderate direction and to become a modern European mainstream political party. The leadership has been much more vigilant about expelling or otherwise punishing individual members who engage in xenophobic behavior or rhetoric. The reality of the matter is that as ridiculous as this position makes Washington look, they were trapped. They can't deny that Svoboda and right sector was running the coalition government when Svoboda held five senior posts, including the deputy prime minister position and the right sector's Dmitry Yarrow, which was the country's deputy secretary of national security. Now, don't forget, the entire government was assembled by Robert Kagan's wife, Victoria Newland herself. But what about that dramatic video? That went viral as the crisis was unfolding. It was so compelling, so heart-wrenching. Yeah, but who made it? Whisper to a roar. Who are these people? Oh, look, a link in the description. Let's click it. They have a website and behind the scenes section. Oh, it lists the filmmakers who say here, Larry Diamond, inspiration and executive producer. Well, He's also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations and the National Endowment for Democracy. And he's an advisor for the U.S. State Department. You know the funny thing about the National Endowment for Regime Change? I mean, democracy? Even though they call themselves an NGO, they get virtually all their money from the U.S. government. Of course, with the encouragement of George Soros and perks from the Clinton Foundation. 
You can easily verify this by downloading their annual financial disclosures or comb through the forensic documentation of the Clinton Foundation's pay-to-play scheme investigations that the FBI has covered up for years. We're sure it's just a coincidence that the NAD had been pouring massive amounts of money into Ukraine to, quote, strengthen democracy and civil society. That sounds so nice, doesn't it? Democracy. Civil society. Where'd that term come from? Yep, you guessed it. Hillary Clinton. When Barack Obama was elected. I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear. Hillary Clinton comes in as Secretary of State. I just wanted to have a chance to publicly say thank you. I think Hillary will go down as one of the finest Secretary of States we've had. And at that point, she sets up a private email system. I think now it's pretty clear that part of what was going on is they were setting up the underpinnings that would set up the Madan. She introduced a program called Civil Society 2.0. And what we've done with Secretary Clinton's Civil Society 2.0 program is we've taken one of America's undeniable strengths, the strength of our technology and of our innovators, and we've put them to work in service of our diplomatic goals. This is a way for the U.S. government to work directly with NGOs like International Renaissance, funded by George Soros. And while working with those NGOs, fund money to them, but also training, and the kind of training that would be used when the Madan would start. That Civil Society 2.0 program shows that they understand that cyber technology, that smartphones, that all of that technology, the tactics of activism were changing. Of course, by now you've realized that when they talk about spreading democracy, what they really mean is regime change, and they're willing to work with the most despicable elements when it's expedient. With the CIA's help manufacturing chaos, death, and destabilization, the deep state gets to extract billions in taxpayer dollars from Ukrainians and Americans alike. All you have to do is overthrow the government, install Hunter Biden and CIA agent Kofor Black on the Burisma board, launder tens of millions of dollars through offshore banks, and then fire the prosecutors who might figure it all out. Did I also mention, if President Trump and President Zelensky get wind of what's going on, just have Eric Ciaramella blow the whistle on 2020 election meddling if Trump mentions Joe Biden. Then have Robert Kagan's friends at Lawfare hijack congressional staff to railroad Trump into an impeachment. Adam Schiff should be willing to participate. Played in Senate, may still be funding those murderers, Victoria Newland, when the regime has changed. All of this nonsense was guided by some of the so-called diplomats you saw testifying in Congress during the impeachment hoax hearings. But who writes these scripts? Adam Schiff? Take a step back and look at the patterns. The real stakes of this drama are much bigger than Ukraine or Syria or Benghazi and Libya. These are not random or isolated events. We are witnessing the final stages of a geopolitical chess game that is designed by the deep state to end in war. But in order to get that war, they need to convince you, the public, they didn't see any of these pre-planned events coming. They create the chaos so that they can run up to the podium in front of the cameras and tell you, that they want to end the chaos by supporting the, quote, freedom fighters. They need you to believe that the other side was the aggressor, and they stand with those who are merely seeking, quote, freedom. They need you to believe that President Trump is trying to meddle in the 2020 election by investigating Joe Biden. They need you to believe that Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff have no other choice but to uphold their oath to the Constitution. 
They destroy the Constitution so that they can protect the Constitution. These people are counting on you to be too naive to realize that economic warfare and chaos, physical warfare, was actually created by them. Prove them wrong. Share this video, not only on YouTube, but especially on alternative video platforms that genuinely promote free speech and accurate investigative journalism. They're playing chicken with your children's future, and they think you're too stupid to connect the dots. The enemies of the United States of America were created by these people. They're also counting on Google and YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki to direct you to the, quote, authoritative news sources. And, of course, delete our channel that had all of this information cataloged for years. But to them, we're, quote, less authoritative in our coverage of the Ukraine since 2013. We highly recommend that you verify all of the information presented here. If you'd like to keep up with what's really going on in the world, go to our website, e-militia.com. You and sign what? up for Karen. free text alerts and email updates. Oh, my God. Do your part in this information war and share oh this my. information, especially with your friends and family who are Democrats, brainwashed to believe that President Trump, although the facts prove he is exposing their crimes, is going after Joe Biden for his own personal benefit or to be reelected in 2020. Anyone watching this video should find this theory to be ludicrous. The truth is, President Trump and his family would have a much more enjoyable life if he took the path the least resistance and joined the deep state. Obviously, he's decided to keep another campaign promise by taking all the slings and arrows for us. The least we can do is show our appreciation for his patriotism and at the very least, share this information with as many people as you can. If you like this video, please be sure to subscribe to our channel, comment below. I'm Alex Jones, and you're listening and watching The Pete Santilli Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but don't Delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. 
I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to MyStore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's MyStore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. G'day, I'm Dr. Mark Miller for Bella Grace. And I'd like to have a chat with you about Bella Trim our comprehensive weight management product. Now, most people early on will register a reduction in cravings associated with Bellatrim. How does it do that? Well, it does it by changing the levels of hormones that are associated with either hunger or satiety. It lowers the levels of ghrelin, a hunger hormone, and it raises the levels of GLP-1, the satiety hormone. As a result of that rebalancing act, you have fewer cravings. Net result, fewer trips to the snack cabinet where you may eat something that you shouldn't. It's comprehensive, it does a lot more than that though. There is an absolutely fascinating action on a metabolic switch called AMP kinase, AMPK. AMPK is associated with the preferential burning of fat as a metabolic fuel. And as a result, you have a reduction in visceral fat and, and reduction in waist circumference does more than that. It also helps regulate blood glucose. Blood glucose is a huge factor in weight management, and it does that by optimizing the actions of insulin. It also affects blood lipids. It lowers LDL, lowers triglycerides, all of those bad cholesterols that you hear about, at the same time as raising the levels of HDL, the good cholesterol. In addition for cardiovascular health, it also helps normalize blood pressure. There's more to it than that, though. It also improves your microbiome. We do that by several ways. One, there's an ingredient in there that stimulates a greater diversity. And the other one is prebiotics, FOSS and GOSS, that help feed the good bacteria, gentrify your microbiome. So, Bella Trim, comprehensive. Enjoy it. Cheers. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. I'm Alex Jones, and you're listening and watching The Pete Santilli Show. And here we are. Okay, we're back. Okay. Uh, Good job. Okay. First of all, listen, there, there are people that are very sick right now, okay? They're sick in the head, uh, you know. okay? 
uh, this this thing, I'm going to come right out and say it. I loved Amazing Polly until I didn't two messages ago. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to publicly state right now. Okay. Uh, all these little freaking whores sitting in their closets working for some other entity putting out lies. I will literally turn off your little freaking red light. Okay. And figuratively yeah. speaking. You're literally now we got amazing Polly out there whoring for freaking the telegram Russian freaking bots and trying to insinuate that I'm doing something different. She's literally online now. And I liked her. She she was credible. This I don't know what she's doing right now, but I'm going to put an end to it right now. Polly better back the F off. First, she came out to and I'm, I'm going to come clean right now and I'm going to go forward with the following. All right. I have never been able to say this because I didn't want to harm Mike Lindell's efforts to generate an income with the war room. But Steve Bannon all right, now is pushing Naomi Wolf. Naomi Wolf is a leftist, a libtard Clintonite right now that is going on Steve Bannon's show, who, by the way, was fired by President Trump. He was fired. He had nothing to do with President Trump, okay, but sunk his freaking greasy freaking unwashed hooks into president trump's success he was fired and sent to the front curb he's been an outsider the whole time the guy literally has skin peeling off his face because he needs to take a shower he's got freaking food in his teeth i've sat next to him and interviewed him and that disgusting slob right now that's running a great uh independent media outlet known as real america's voices war room okay this slob of a human being uh, committed perjury against my friend Roger Stone, and I have it documented. And I wasn't allowed to confront him at events, you know, because it's a Mike Lindell event. I'm very respectful of Mike Lindell. I'm not on Frank's speech. I'm not right beside Steve Bannon, and I'm coming out right now. That disgusting, frick, filthy freaking slob, okay, uh, when possibly confronted with him committing perjury against Roger Stone, I have it documented. He committed perjury. He lied for the purposes of, of convicting Roger Stone. He lied to the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, okay? Or he lied to Roger Stone's jury. One or the other. But ultimately, both testimonies were given under oath, and they were completely the opposite. So he lied to one or the other. This slob of a freaking specimen of a human being needs two things. Number one, a toothbrush to get the food out of his freaking teeth. And secondly, he needs to stop promoting the RFK pusher, okay? The Clintonite, Naomi Wolf, who is known to have lied about me, okay? Attempted to get me canceled from Mike Lindell, all right? Uh, because of the fact that she got caught being connected to an entity that stole $500,000 or diverted it. Maybe it wasn't stolen, it was diverted, mm. okay? Uh, uh, she got caught being connected to that. When I came out, what did Naomi Wolf do? She goes on Steve Bannon. Now she's an election fraud expert, okay? And she's also, an, she claims to be a doctor. She's a doctor of poetry. I'm a doctor of putting my freaking uh, nothing. I, you know what I'm a doctor of? I'm a doctor of, I will literally take all of you freaking uh, prostitutes of the lies that are being propagated by an entity 
Polly, I will crush you. You better back the F off with this little Naomi Wolf thing, okay? And now the sponsors, okay? I have a relationship with our sponsors. And my relationship with our sponsors comes through a relationship with the platform that saved us from destruction after uh, YouTube canceled us. We lost over $10,000 a month, right? Over $10,000 just in super chats when we got canceled from YouTube because I said hydroxychloroquine, okay? And then I went to Rumble and I never looked back and I've not broadcast anything on YouTube since. Rumble, okay, has grown and they have relationship, relationships with advertisers, and those advertisers like to track the results of their advertising when they place an ad on our show. They give us a small pittance and they say, well, should we continue to support Pete Santilli and advertising on the show? How do we track whether or not the sales that we get come from the Pete Santilli show? So they say, can you use promo code Pete? Okay. And this little slut of the establishment, okay, that's stuck on, and I'm calling hers and it's not a sexual uh, allegation here. If you are so slutty that you'll take off all of your freaking integrity running around because you got an agenda and you're going to allege that I'm doing something nefarious with my because I try to pay my streaming bill, I'm not in some freaking closet. Okay? We have a show here, okay, that it costs money to turn the freaking electricity on. And I got this little freaking whore trying to turn my lights off. Both of them, okay? I got Naomi Wolf calling to get me, get my money cut off from Mike Lindell. And I got this freaking poly whore that's trying to out there insinuate that my business relationship with Rumble is something connected to it's something she has on, on uh, in her head about from Telegram. This is the craziest shit. These freaking chicks, okay? Listen, I've known about, and I actually have women. I'm not a misogynist, all right? Uh, I know what women do. Once a month, they go freaking crazy, you know, during certain cycles. This chick's gone off the freaking rails, okay? And she is literally working for an entity. I don't know what the frig happened to her. By the way, yesterday, you know what I told her? I have respect for you. Hey, by the way, she glossed over uh, uh, my Naomi Wolf thing. She said this this comment that Pete Santilli towards Naomi Wolf is is so inappropriate. Oh, it is five hundred thousand dollars was diverted. Really? And she said, I don't want to get involved in your personal dealings. Oh, it's not personal. It's criminal. <laughs> okay? The Attorney General of Idaho has come out and acknowledged that lies were perpetrated by this entity that Naomi Wolf is uh, connected to. So what do we got? Steve Bannon out there putting this person who's under investigation for her connections to an entity that diverted $500,000 from our viewers, from the American people, okay? From the American people, $500,000 was diverted. What does Polly say? Oh, I don't want to get involved in your personal stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, who is this sponsor? Are you? I'm like, uh, do you have a contract with... I'm like, I don't have a contract. My customer's Rumble. My, I'm beholden to Rumble. Rumble literally helps me keep the lights on and pays the streaming bills. And I love that. It's great. They don't censor me. We have small sponsors that help pay a freaking bill. And who do I got? Some chick on freaking Telegram with Telegram brain out there working for Naomi Wolf. 
trying to insinuate crap that is not true. You better back the F off, Polly, okay? Because I will freaking crush you with the truth. Whatever it is that she's doing, better stop, okay? Because I'll, I'll freaking, I won't stop until I get your little freaking knickknacks on your back wall of your freaking closet that you're broadcasting from. You think you're going to be able to run your little freaking spin campaign out of Canada, okay, and bring your lies to me? I'll freaking sue your ass. You better stop. It's this false information she's putting out there. Mm. And it's intending to harm me. Why? Because I wanted to find out if Naomi Wolf was connected to the missing $500,000. Breathe in, breathe out, Jamie. I'll tell you what. On your behalf, I will speak out against these little freaking uh, establishment whores. There are whores of the establishment. Anybody that backs Naomi Wolf right now, including that slob, Steve Bannon, right now, shut Naomi Wolf off or I'm going to call you out right now. I'm calling out Steve Bannon. Number one, who did you lie to and why were you not held accountable? Number two, why are you pushing for RFK on Real America's Voice right now, Steve Bannon? Those are questions that need to be answered right now. Why was Steve Bannon never arrested and convicted for perjury against Roger Stone? Why wasn't he? And it's I find it to be highly coincidental that Steve Bannon is pushing Naomi Wolf, who's pushing RFK. What is Steve Bannon? Is he doing it intentionally? Or is he too freaking stupid to get a toothbrush and find out the truth about who she is? She's pushing RFK Jr., the vote stripper, and they're doing it on a conservative channel to do what? To very subtly uh, attack President Trump's base. They're doing it on a conservative channel. Guess what? You tune into this show. I'm not Christian conservative. I don't lie. I never lie. Polly, if you can catch me in a lie and you haven't, you ask me a question. My customer is Rumble. You can go through every single freaking sock drawer of every single sponsor that comes on this show, all right? Uh, if you have a problem with any of them, please take it to Rumble. Never, ever attack me and think you're going to get away with it and try to attack my ability to pay my freaking electric bill, all right? Don't ever do that. Steve Bannon, right now, everybody get with Steve. I'm not on Frank's speech right now. I can say this now, okay? I tried to track down Steve Bannon when he went out the back door with Miles Guo at a Mike Lindell event. And thankfully, I never caught up to him. You know why? Because I was going to, with camera in hand, say, hey, Steve Bannon, who did you lie to? Roger Stone's jury? or the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Which one? Because I have the two documents right here. You said one thing to one, you said one thing to the other, and you swore under oath you were telling the truth. And guess what? Roger Stone was the one that got convicted. You didn't. Why is that? Now I have a second question for Steve Bannon. Why are you pushing your audience, your so-called dumbed-down war room posse, okay, that has no clue what you're doing, why are you pushing RFK Jr. on the war room? Why? And Mike Lindell has no clue. He's got pillows, pillows flowing through freaking Real America's voice to do what? To go towards RFK Jr.? 
Mike Lindell, ask Steve Bannon why he's pushing Naomi Wolf, who contacted you, to cut off my relationship with you. Why are you doing that, Mike Lindell? Mike Lindell has no idea what's being done to him either. You know what he's doing? He's fueling Steve Bannon's efforts to get RFK all pumped up with Naomi Wolf. That's what's going on at Real America's Voice. That's what's happening right now. And I'm not going to tolerate it. RFK Jr. is an environmental terrorist. And Naomi Wolf is pushing her on Steve Bannon's show. And it's being fueled by my pillow sales. What a freaking nightmare. What a freaking nightmare. And everything I just said, I can back it up with documentation. RFK Jr. is an environmental terrorist. For decades, he literally stripped millions of dollars on behalf of the Sierra Club, okay, from the American people, and it went into his freaking pocket, okay? He's got all these people. He's got Dell, Big Tree, pushing RFK, all right? And none of them will talk about RFK Jr.'s decades-long extraction of millions, if not billions of dollars, on behalf of the environmental movement. I have it documented, I have his name on lawsuits that he was involved in sue and settle operations. A conspiracy to use the federal court system to extract taxpayer dollars and split it among them. A bunch of freaking leftist terrorists that they make up, okay, an endangered species, okay? So that way they can make it look like in the courtroom that they're save, saving the spotted mouse or they're cleaning up the Hudson River. And the judge comes in and says, oh, you guys have worked out a settlement? Wow, I'm going to rubber stamp your deal. And it's literally a conspiracy between the prosecution and the defense to extract money from the American taxpayers. They work out a settlement. Millions of dollars flows to these freaking environmental movement people under a freaking false scam. And RFK Jr. was running it for decades. And nobody talks about this. And Naomi Wolf is pushing RFK Jr. on Real America's Voice to a bunch of freaking dumbed-down conservatives. I'm going to hereby declare every single War Room Posse member right now, if you do not address this issue, you're complicit in the freaking coup d'etat against uh, Donald J. Trump right now. I'm going to say this right now. You, as a War Room Posse member, I'm going to say this. If you do not address the two issues, number one is Steve Bannon's perjury against Roger Stone. And number two, Steve Bannon's pushing of RFK Jr. with Naomi Wolf. If you don't arrest that, uh, uh, arrest that. If you don't deal with those two issues, then you War Room Posse members should all go to a FEMA camp. Because you're complicit. Your brains are freaking blown. You're out there supporting a perjurer. You're out there supporting a covert RFK Jr. vote stripping operation known as the Steve Bannon Show. And Mike Lindell, he needs to know. Somebody tell him. The poor guy has no clue. He's trying to stay alive. He's got more things to worry about. He has no idea what Steve Bannon's doing. No clue. He just wants to sell pillows, and he is. And Steve Bannon's taking the money and running a freaking RFK Jr. vote-stripping operation with Naomi Wolf. And Mike, has, Mike Lindell has no clue. His my pillow sales are going towards stripping votes from President Trump. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't know it. I'm not on Frank's speech anymore. 
So I'm not keeping my mouth shut about Steve Bannon. I love Mike Lindell. Somebody needs to let him know. I'm not going to take up his time. I'm not contacting Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell has no idea what's happening. He's a pillow sales guy. He's got great quality products. I love them. I'm going to continue to buy them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go place an order right now, okay? And I'm going to use my promo code, not Steve Bannon, the perjurer, not Steve Bannon, the RFK Jr. pusher, okay? Steve Bannon is stripping votes from President Trump, okay? Hey, Mr. Intel, okay? Mr. Hey, Mr. Steve Bannon that was too afraid to make amends with Roger Stone. He avoided that altogether. I wonder why, Steve Bannon. Could it be that your military intelligence is kicking in when you're confronted with the possibility of you being exposed for perjury in the federal court system and not being held to account? Four months in jail is nothing, okay? You deserve to be swinging by your freaking balls. Steve Bannon should be swinging by his balls for what he did to Roger Stone. And I'm freaking sick and tired of keeping my mouth shut about it. I not only stand with Roger Stone, okay? I want Steve Bannon prosecuted for what he did to Roger Stone right now. I want him prosecuted. I want Steve Bannon to go to jail for perjury in the Roger Stone trial. I want Bannon swinging by his freaking balls for stripping votes from President Trump using the little subtle Naomi Wolf, whose husband works for the CIA. Okay? You got Naomi Wolf's husband working for the CIA and the FBI as a contractor on one side. Then you got Steve Bannon from military intelligence lying to the freaking, uh, uh, to the feds on a, without any accountability. Okay? You got the CIA over at the freaking Bannon war room. Okay? And, the, and nobody at the, in the war room posse has any idea. But what I just said is the truth. I have it in his own words. I have Naomi Wolf's husband saying that, uh, and I have people saying, hey, uh, Naomi Wolf's husband worked for the FBI and the CIA. Naomi Wolf is connected to an outlet that skimmed $500,000 from donors to protect the pilots, to the organization protecting the pilots. And you want to come after me, Polly? I'll delete a freaking L from your name. We'll go one letter at a time. And next thing you know, you'll be called freaking the amazing Pete. Okay? Hmm. You come after me like that, I will freaking burn your freaking system down with the truth. You come after me like that. Pete, call Bannon on the air. He's got four phones. He's got gatekeepers. He doesn't want to talk to me. And I'm not lying. Anybody? You know what? Sue me. Let's go. Let's open up Discovery right now. Come on, sue me. I dare you. Let's go, Polly. Huh? Sue me. Let's go. Huh? I'm not some freaking Canadian in a closet. I'm an American, and I've defeated the deep, deep state's freaking lies in two federal trials. You think I'm afraid of some freaking YouTuber? Amazing, Polly. The freaking slutty Polly. She's a slut of the establishment. Defending Naomi Wolf saying, oh, I don't want to get involved in interpersonal conflicts. Really, $500,000 went missing. The truth is that Amazing Polly says that your $500,000 that was diverted is some interpersonal dispute she doesn't want to get involved in. That's what she said. Amazing mm -hmm. Polly. That's so amazing. Huh? Right? And, and, and I say in the context of her literally sticking her tramp stamp out for some entity.
by using lies against me, and I will not tolerate it, okay? I will not tolerate it. You think I'm joking. I, I'm sick and tired of this freaking CIA op going on with all these freaking little subverters that all of a sudden start activating when the moment is so convenient. When Pete Santelli finds out that Naomi Wolf is connected to somebody that diverted $500,000, you want me to keep my mouth shut, ladies and gentlemen? Somebody told me to keep quiet. You think I'm going to keep quiet about that? Your money was stolen. You want me to keep my mouth shut? Are you complicit in silencing the truth? You know what I'm saying? I'm not attacking the person. I know that they want to offer me the opportunity to keep my mouth shut. I've kept my mouth shut for too long. Steve Bannon needs to go to jail. Steve Bannon needs to be called out in this election season for diverting votes from President Trump under the guise of MAGA. Okay, he pretends to be MAGA, and then he, like like any intel operative does, he says, "Hey, everybody, I'm all MAGA." Hey, listen to Naomi Wolf. Boom. Next thing you know, the guy's pushing MAGA. Everybody's sitting there like a bunch of freaking lemmings, and the next thing you know, they're getting diddled with Naomi Wolf to go vote for RFK Jr. Really? Oh, that's a nice little subtle technique. Hey, Bannon, go brush your effing teeth. I know what they look like. I'm going to expose that fat slob. He's a slob, and I know what he's doing, and I'm going to expose it. Bannon needs to go to jail. Bannon needs to be exposed for pushing freaking people to RFK Jr. subtly, okay? I'm not some freaking mind controller. I tell the truth whether you like it or not. I'm also not a diplomat either, okay? I, when you call the Marines to Fallujah, they didn't come with flowers, they came there to freaking torch the place, and they did. That's me. I don't play chess. I don't play checkers either. And if I'm losing, I will smash your effing board to make sure that I win. I want everybody right now. This is not a small thing. Normally, I don't energize people to go do my dirty work. I want everyone right now. To get on freaking Bannon right now and expose that freaking slob for what he's doing. We're talking a double whammy, folks. A double whammy now. He lied, committed perjury. I have it documented. It is legally certified that Steve Bannon committed perjury to have Roger Stone convicted. He did. I'll bring Roger Stone on the show right now. As a matter of fact, Steve Bannon, if that's not the truth, bring me and Roger Stone on. Let's settle this thing right now. I will put up two graphics, and you know what it'll be? And I'll ask Roger Stone, Roger Stone, in your discovery, did Steve Bannon give this testimony to the feds, the, the freaking Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, under oath, yes or no? Roger Stone's going to say yes. And I'll say, Roger Stone, here's the second graphic. Did he say something completely the opposite to your jury? Yes or no? Yes. Roger Stone. He was under oath in both instances. Did he lie to one or the other? Yes or no? Roger Stone will say yes. Roger Stone, were you convicted as a result of Steve Bannon's perjurous testimony? Yes or no? Roger Stone will say yes. And I'll say, Roger Stone, did I or did I not attempt to get you with Steve Bannon to make amends and to get, get it out in the open? Yes or no? Yes. And Roger Stone did Steve Bannon commit to it with me in person? I asked him in person. I said, we need to settle this. We need to unify. We need to make sure that we're not, you know, infighting. You need to fix this with Roger Stone. Get with him. 
And guess what Steve Bannon did, that freaking coward, okay? He cut it off and went back on his word, okay? Funny how Steve Bannon is involved with so much stuff. He's never held to account, and he goes back on his word. He went back on his word with me, all right? I not only stand with Roger Stone, this has nothing. Let's set Roger Stone's, my friendship with him aside right now. Steve Bannon committed perjury. And he's pushing somebody who has a CIA husband, all right, pushing somebody who's connected with the diversion of $500,000 from the U.S. Freedom Flyers. What does the U.S. Freedom Flyers do? They help with legal cases against forced vaccinations and injury of our American pilots. Do you think Big Pharma wanted U.S. Freedom Flyers to be destroyed? Hmm? Do you think that they benefited from a former Goldman Sachs operative, Leslie Manukian, diverting $500,000 and collapsing the pilot's efforts to sue Big Pharma? Do you think that they benefited from that whole arrangement? Do you think it's important, as Ms. Frickin', uh, Ms. Frickin Slutty Polly says, oh, I don't want to get involved in your interpersonal dispute. Oh, by the way, why are you denying your relationship with this company that's advertising? I'm like, I didn't deny anything. Really? Huh? We're going to line you, Bannon, Naomi Wolf. Come on, line them up, folks. Please, please show the receipts and make Bannon respond to doing so. Get, listen, I, I already have. I, I have the receipts. I, I have the receipts that Steve Bannon and Roger Stone knows. I, I, I've had to apologize to Roger Stone. I'm like, dude, like, uh, how can I be on the same network and attack Steve Bannon? I said I chased him in the parking lot. Thank God I didn't reach him. I, I'm at Mike Lindell's event running after Steve Bannon with a camera across the parking lot because, I'm gonna, because I was going to say, hey, uh, the Roger Stone uh, trial – uh, who did you commit perjury? And guess what? And I told Roger Stone this. I said, thank God. God actually intervened and got Steve Bannon out of that parking lot with Miles Guo. I'm literally in the back chasing Miles Guo and Steve Bannon in a vehicle across the parking lot. And I said, Roger, thank God I didn't catch up with him <laughs> because I would have literally went scorched earth on the guy. And I said, God didn't have that in, in the plans. And I said, I'm not going to apologize to you. I just want you to know I made an effort. They're stupid with the advertiser BS. Hey, you know what? No, the advertise, there's no such thing as advertiser BS. Unless you mm -hmm. mail a check and pay all my bills, no, there no, is no. no such thing as an advertiser no, they're BS. Saying, no, they're saying that all of these people Her? going after <coughs> the advertisers. Oh, yeah. Listen to me. My Thank relationship. Um. <coughs> Listen, I'm not going to say anything disparaging towards any advertiser. Guess where my advertisers come from? <laughs> With the exception of Bella Grace mm -hmm. and Cardio Miracle, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what, folks? Our advertisers who help, and you guys support them, whoever they are, all of them, right? They come through my customer. Guess who my customer is? Rumble. That is a fact. Okay? How do they track? Like, let's say... Uh, a sponsor, you know, uh, Homie the Clowns Clubs, right? Says, all right, we'll spend $500 per month with you, right? We're going to give you $500. 
Go pay your electric bill. And we'd like to continue doing that. But we want to see, like, uh, are your people going to support you? Are they going to support us? Use promo code Pete so we can track and see how, you know, whether or not it's worth it. I mean, we have to at least make $500 a month in sales in order for us to continue supporting you. So I use a promo code. She literally goes on my page and she grills me about my contractual relationship with the sponsor. It's I none said, of her business. No, but, it, but, but she's trying to attack me because she's stuck on freaking Telegram brain. Uh, okay. Yeah. She's stuck on Telegram brain. You know, she goes from one issue to the next. And it's, it's basically f her opinion is formed on what she saw on Telegram about Lynn Wood. You know, <laughs> I. Yeah. Whatever. Listen to me, Polly. You are effing with the wrong person. You try to stop me from paying my electric bill, and you're attacking my listening audience right now by attacking my ability to pay my freaking light bill. You do that with that false information, I'll have your freaking tramp stamp grinded off, figuratively speaking. Whoever it is that you're working for, that you have your ass in the air for, is the establishment. Right now, you're doing the bidding of the establishment by attacking me with lies. And in that figurative sense, I will do the equivalent of taking a grinder to your freaking tramp stamp, you mm. whore. Right? Uh. Yeah. Oh, not all. Oh. Okay. No, no, not with you. Yeah, they're going to try to take me. It, figuratively speaking, when you operate like that in the Internet, I actually bring it to life with a visual depiction of what you're doing. It's the equivalent of you coming to life, okay, and sticking your freaking whore ass up with your tramp stamp. You know, like Victoria Nolan. She's got her butt in the air, and it says Exxon Mobile, right? <laughs> And they're going to say, oh, he's a man attacking a woman. You understand what I'm referring to, Deb Jordan. Do you find me to be misogynistic? <laughs> no, actually, you employ a, a, a good deal of really awesome women. Awesome women. So, uh, you know. Okay, this. folks, everybody needs to know that we must praise and support the advertisers that come through us through our relationship with Rumble. You know why? Mm -hmm. Rumble has done everything possible to A, make sure that they never censor me, that I have a platform. I've never had not one second ever edited by Rumble. Then they say, well, you have a great audience. You have a good show. We'd like to have people share their brand on your show. We will pay you a small amount of money so you can pay your light bill and maybe take off some of the pressure from the people that are in your thread so that they can get the show for free and not have to be worrying about whether or not your lights are going to go off. Can you do that? Yes, I do that. And then what does this freaking slut do? She comes in and tries to interfere with that. Both her and Naomi Wolf have both made an effort to interfere with my ability to pay the light bill. Both of them. Okay? Is the word slut appropriate? Who are they working for? Hmm. Well. Who's Bob Ross? Is he a good guy? <laughs> Bob Ross, the Who's painter. Bob? Huh? The painter, Bob Ross. Who's you know, that? You know who Bob Ross is? The, on PBS. The, the guy who makes painting in one sitting. Famous. Bob Ross. But look, um, you know, this... Her, uh, let me give out her Twitter handle. It's called Fringe Views. And you as my viewer, I mean, I, I don't mean to get you involved in stuff, but this is an attack upon you. Two things have happened. If, if you donated to U.S. Freedom Flyers, 
Okay. Uh, Happy I little want, trees, yeah. If if you have donated to U.S. Freedom Flyers, which which a lot of our viewers had, right? That mm -hmm. $500,000 that went missing. If, if you donated a dollar, okay, it went missing. It was diverted to a Goldman Sachs check that's connected to Naomi Wolf. Okay? That's a fact. Those are facts. Okay? Uh, secondly, uh, the freaking, uh, the amazing freaking tramp stamp in the air, Polly, her... <laughs> gracious her and, and, and by the way i'm bringing oh her i'm bringing her virtual digital life okay and and giving you a painting the bob ross right mm. i'm painting you a picture of what it looks like when the amazing slutty polly sticks her freaking tramp stamp up in the air for some other entity to oh attack boy. me she whatever it is that she's doing it but she probably believes she's doing good but it's going to be at my expense yeah really you know, by putting out lies here's the here's the thing for a very long while. Tramp stamp Polly. For a very long while, we got away from all of this. We got away from all of these people and because we know what the outcome is, right? Eventually, when you, when you uh, have anything to do with these folks, right, they eventually will turn on you. Uh, and very quickly, actually, if you say something they don't like or... If you go against their narrative, uh, I got and, it. <laughs> and, and so for the very longest of time, we stayed away from these people. Why they are back in our world again is something we need to work. Here on. it is. This is okay. her new name. Our new name actually just came from our uh, our 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 viewers. You ready? Mm -hmm. We're now going to call her the amazing Putana. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. But we, you know, look, look. We learned, I thought we learned our lesson on all of this. And obviously we haven't, and we need to work on it. Stay away from these people. Let them do their thing. Hmm. I don't even go on Telegram, okay? I don't, I don't know who's over, I don't care who's over there. To tell you the truth, I'm concerned about- It's not about on Telegram, it's happening on X. And her X handle is Fringe Views, at Fringe Views. Okay. And you know what? You as a viewer need to know that amazing Putana is out there trying to take away my ability to have. A Can you imagine other advertisers are going to hear about this and they're going to know that some. Well, they're going to hear about it now. They're going to know that some chick is sitting on the corner with her freaking tramp stamp in the air trying to trying to attack my advertisers. Well, why, why don't they sue her? They they just I think it will probably get to that. I have a feeling that from everything that's happening I'm in the right. background, mm -hmm. that there are going to be some lawsuits pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, because uh, she needs to, she needs to, uh, basically, you know what? I got some pretty good satisfaction of getting her name. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk it up to freaking even Steven at this point. All right. She better stop the amazing Putana better freaking just lower you know you know this is the visual image i have of what she's doing uh -huh. remember barack obama's mom with her freaking ass in the air yeah that's what amazing putana is looking like to me she's trying to sell her freaking coachy coach i don't even at my expense okay we haven't even talked about this person in in years in years she came out of nowhere attacking me because well, I, I said something about naomi wolf well you know i mean they love naomi wolf because they're dumb. Well, you know, they love people that and if they if she did any kind of if she did any kind of 
research on her own, uh, she'd have a lot more to say about Naomi Wolf. That's factual Naomi than Wolf. she does about you. Okay. But, Did you but know look. that Naomi Wolf, she calls herself a doctor. You know what she's a doctor of? What? What do you think she's a doctor of? You said poetry. She's I, a doctor. I don't know. She's a doctor of poetry. Here's what I know. Okay. Naomi, Wolf, a doc- Naomi Wolf is a, is a doctor of finger painting. And well, here's, okay? here's all I know. Here's all I know about Naomi Wolf. And this is all anybody needs to know. She runs in cycles. She comes. She becomes the darling of conservativeship. And on all the conservative news, Fox News, her, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, now RFK Jr., all of these people. And, and, and they run a cycle, right? And then they vote Democrat. That's what they do. That's what they do. And, and listen, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how we got involved in, in all of these people again. It was a mistake having them. Oh, now they're going after James O'Keefe. Of course. Well, you need to stay away from these people, Pete. Mm. Just stay away from them. Because I, I promise you, the majority of sane people stay away from this. We've worked long and hard to have a stable show with stable guests and people who know what they're talking about. I was Look, supposed to bring Rumble, everybody a report from Israel, and I'm dealing with the amazing Putana. Well, yeah, and we're out of time. So, look, we, we've stayed away from all of these folks for the longest of time, and we were better for it. And uh, you know what? You know. Oh, here. Why don't you guys attack uh, Jeremy Harrell, okay? LFA TV, check this out. Uh, he's uh, paid me zero. Well, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. Guess what? He gives me a small little freaking bucket of freaking coins to, to, to offer the link, jeremyharrell.com. Here, let's do that. What are you going to do? Attack Jeremy too? Huh? Right? They're going to, listen, that's what they do. That's Watch. how they make, that's how, that's how they became. Watch this. Oh my goodness. Watch. Mm. Watch. What? Mm, what? Mm. That's how. Go to JeremyHarrell.com, okay? If you support us, LF- LFA TV can actually provide everybody with free programming. Build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Since a minute he became a candidate in 15, I was intrigued and curious just like I was a team. I knew that he was going to go and build himself a team. Got a first class ticket to get on the Trump train. Putting up videos on the book and on the gram. Syrian refugee challenge, then I was the man. A million views and running and I do it because I can. I'm just trying to do my part to make the country great again. But back to the policy, Donald Trump's are hard to beat. Listen for a minute, man, it really ain't too hard to see. America's a part of me, inherent with camaraderie. Apparently, the parents ain't been parenting. It bothers me. Build the wall, build the wall, ten feet, twenty feet, a hundred feet tall. Build the wall, build the wall, ten feet, twenty feet, a hundred feet tall. Making under twenty-five k, you pay nothing. Oh, I think it's safe to say you're finally making something. But get up out the way if what you're really doing's fronting with that minimum wage way of thinking. You'll be nothing. Gotta get up off the couch, man, and stop being lazy. I do it all myself, and I'm the only one that pays me. If I was in the I do it like Jay-Z, but he's a globalist socialist who doesn't face Trump this, Trump this, Trump that, Trump that. When a boss moves through the room, time to face yeah. facts. Trump this, Trump this, Trump that, Trump that. There's a leader here to lead you, and he's gonna have your back. Trump this, Trump this, Trump that, Trump yeah, look that. At when it. a boss moves through oh, the ladies room, and gentlemen, to- so help support our efforts on LFA TV. Jeremy Harrell, okay, mm-hmm. God-centered uh, uh, approach to uh, taking our 
not just taking our country back, building walls. I love the idea. He was one of the first ones out there saying, let's build a wall. <laughs> they did. Just yeah. Jeremy Harrell. We supported his effort. We like we okay. like that. We, so had, support- we used to have him on as a guest. He's yeah, a stable. He is, he's got a stable mind. He and does. He's, he's just. He's, he's got just, Mike Crispy. Yeah. He's got uh, Sean Farish. Mm-hmm. He's got H- Hannah Faulkner. He's got She's great, uh, isn't she? Roger Stone. I mean, go look at the lineup over at LFA TV. Huh? M- amazing Putana. What are you going to do? Attack JeremyHerald.com uh, because he's supporting Roger Stone? Huh? Right? Is that oh, what she's going to do? God. Yeah, that's coming next. Oh, well, yeah. you know. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm taking uh, uh, whatever uh, money I get from uh, Jeremy Harrell to promote JeremyHerald.com. I'm going to give it to Roger Stone's Legal Defense Fund, thanks to the good graces of Steve Bannon, who lied, okay, to get him convicted. That's what I'm going to do. Mm. All right? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for being with us this morning. And listen, at 4 p.m. Eastern, Pete will do the Santilli Report over on the LFA channel. Yeah. And for those of you guys who are still a little bit confused in the morning, Pete is on LFA. I'm on for four or five hours. With Craig Winklewitz doing uh, Market Ultra. It's a show. And then at, at uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> this is so funny. And then at 9 a.m., the Pete Santilli show starts on our own Rumble channel. So make sure you guys... Uh, Set your alarms. LFA TV. Put it on your calendar. LFA TV. Uh, subscribe to LFA. Subscribe to our channel. And join me in welcoming uh, the, you know what? Uh, as far as uh, President Trump, you know how President Trump likes John Bolton until he doesn't? Okay. <laughs> right. I loved Amazing Polly until two messages ago. Now she's the Amazing Putana. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. Don't, no, no, no. Don't gloss I, I over mean, my... Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't. You're walking up to my fire with a with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying I don't blame you for being upset. Oh, I, you know what? I'm sick and tired of these freaking but these whores. My male well, and female. Steve Bannon's a freaking. Oh my slut. gosh. He's my slut. my well, you know, comes from. Why are we surprised? This Steve, is how it works on the internet. Steve Bannon, the <laughs> freaking slut whore. Oh, okay? man. Steve Bannon, everyone, uh, if you'd like, let's send Steve Bannon toothbrushes. Okay? Oh, boy. Let's get his freaking teeth cleaned. Okay? Because he's a freaking uh, prostitute of the establishment. Can't afford to brush his teeth. But he's got all that time to go lie to the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence against Roger Stone. And Roger Stone, sure, he's got all that time. Take that time out, Steve Bannon, from your freaking perjurous attitude and go get a freaking toothbrush. Spend some extra time brushing your teeth, you freaking slob. You need to start go. dressing like Roger Stone. You can't hang with the hounds if you're it? dressing like a freaking dirty poodle. This is pent up, pent up anger for three years. Explodes on the Pizza Show. Right now, on behalf of our listening audience, we're going to burn it down. Right now. Anybody comes after our show and your investment, I'm going to burn it the freak down. Let's go. We're room pussies. (laughs) Huh? After War Room Pussies, pushing freaking RFK Jr., you bunch of War Room Pussies, I will crush you and your freaking slob, Steve Bannon. Bye.
Naomi Mouse.